Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundant Success series. It's March. It's Women's History Month. We're also in the middle of the marches from Selma to Montgomery for civil rights voters' rights. We are talking with the legendary Bev Smith, syndicated talk show host for decades. You've seen her on CNN, and she's been on Urban Radio Networks, as well as many others like uh, WNYC. And we're going to talk about women's roles throughout history. Our great-grandmothers and grandmoms marched as along with many others for civil rights. But where are we? And when those marchers march for equality, we got integration. What's the difference between the two? Miss Beth has some, well, some great advice on how the community pulled together to help make that happen. But also, she talks about where she feels we are missed and what we can do to get back to those great, great movements, not only for our communities, but for greater success. Bev and I are coming at you right now, and also we're celebrating her birthday. Hey, this is Bree. This is Sabrina Marie. How you doing this evening? I'm fine. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a Women's History Month, and we have so much going on since the last time we spoke. I mean, it, it it changes minute by minute, second by second. It changes. I believe that we women have to really take a hard look at the way that we have been treating each other. It's interesting to note that in history, it is and has been and always has been women who supported the civil rights movement. Women stayed in that Montgomery church before the night before Martin Luther King was supposed to speak. And they made on an old-fashioned mimograph machine flyers. And they passed them out, and the city fathers, the white city fathers, were upset about that. But it was women who did that. It was women who opened up the church and made dinners and sold dinners. Women. Without women in the church, the church wouldn't be filled. But is that a good sign? Because how are we as women today? So I, I, I think social media has done us harm and that it has glamorized behaviors that are not beneficial to us as an ethnic group of people made in the image of God. And it, on the other hand, has given us Roots to information that we wouldn't be able to get, but it allows a whole lot of dingbats, Sabrina, to come on with their theories. And you mentioned, you know, you know, some people in the media. I recently saw a commercial. I won't tell you the brand, but it was a guy who was rapping about the benefits, of, I guess, of 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 signing up for certain television brand or certain streaming brand and I'm sure you've seen it the guys who were bribing him had cases of money you know over the top money you know dollar bills and I said has that been what we've been reduced to just absolutely 
I mean, is that all it's about? You'll just do anything for... Absolutely. Absolutely. We have given up who we are as people, in my humble opinion, to worship that golden calf. And that is exactly what we do. Look, we wear it around our necks. We pay a fortune for a gold chain to wear around our neck. And there are kids that live like us that don't have breakfast, lunch, or dinner to eat. There are our priorities. Yes, I think we are as guilty as worshiping the golden calf as other people because we know better. We are the first man and the first woman. And by the way, a black woman is still living. Her name is Henrietta Lacks, and she died in 1951, and her cell is still alive as you and I speak. Still right. alive. Still alive. Still full of information. I just learned today that they're going to be working with her cells to look for a cure for the virus. And they're on to something. Just like her cell was used to find a cure for polio. No longer are they denying it. They can't deny it. Right. Mm-hmm. They can't deny it. So black women have a special kind of role to play. I mean, I think it was when he made us and whispered in our ear and told us things. That cell is still alive, pumping information. What must it know? Mm-hmm. So she that's may something be, it's not taught. It's not taught. You know, it's no, not taught amongst our people no, at all. No, without with, without her cell polio and her family was suffering. No money, living in shacks, and everything. And along came a woman and wrote a book about it. Mm-hmm. A young white woman had her on my show. And that's how we began to learn. See, I, I think the problem is we don't know who we are. We absolutely have no clue about who we are as a group of people. We 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 have no idea what we have created and done under every kind of condition you can think of. I'm just thinking of the refrigerator. Someone is listening right now and going to the refrigerator to get a bottle of water or soda or something to snack on. And a black man mm-hmm. has a patent to the cooling unit, to the thermostat. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on and on. And it impacts who we are as a people. Words like cowboy. Cowboy came with what they call blacks. The slaves. Go, cut boy, get that cow. Cowboy morphed into mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then and what we, do we but do? That's not taught. We don't have the narratives um, in the media as much as we once used to. Uh, we don't have but there was a time when we didn't have it at all, and we knew who we were because we passed it on. We told stories. Right. We bragged about it in our families. Look at our families. Look how divided they are. We we, we bragged about it in our families. Can you remember talking about the first person in your family, Sabrina, that went to college? Yeah. That went to college? Come on. That was like a big deal. And when the person came to, for Christmas or Thanksgiving or for summer barbecues, people were 
treating that person that went to college like a god. Do you know what I mean? That's yes, and we that. used to we used to celebrate those types of things. We don't do that as often, and the the, the black family is not celebrated. It, it, you hear some you know celebrations, but then when you look on the evening news and you see what could be very bright young men of color being locked up, I'm wondering, do they know these stories? No. Do they know who they are? No. No, because if they, they did, I doubt that we could be seeing them so much. Well, that in large is our fault because, you see, those who would make enemies of other people because of the color of their skin, of the slant of their eyes, those who came to this country and killed Native Americans and named a holiday after killing them, called Thanksgiving. They gave thanks because they killed these people who were celebrating the harvest, Native Americans. They didn't come to this country and there was nothing here. People who were made in the image of God helped them learn how to cook and eat and everything. We have an obligation to tell our own story. Right. I we have an obligation to tell right. our own story. Mm-hmm. We have an obligation to go out of our way to buy black books. A lot of black bookstores have closed down because we we quit buying a magazine. When I was a kid, if you had a chance to get a black magazine, you would walk two towns over to get the Ebony or the Jet magazine. You know I'm right. And, you know, I'm I'm glad you are on that. We're not controlling the narrative. Uh, It's very important to buy. I had always seen my grandfather take us places, black businesses. He would go out of his way and say, hey, this is a a boutique owned by so-and-so. And, And, you know, telling us why we were, even if we had to pay a little more. And then explaining why we might have to pay a little more than we would at some of the discount stores. So we don't do that. We don't, and, and look, Jet and Ebony, they're fighting over who's going to control it and who's going to run it. You know, it it, it should never have gotten to that point, should it? Well, it it um, was sold for money reasons, and then they went on fine. <laughs> Just like BET and TV uh, One partnered, with major white companies, CBS and the mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Disney and the like. And so that's who we are, too. But you see, here's the thing. Because we turned our attention away from God, I have to say it. I have to say it. It has to be said. We used our praise of God's songs to go to freedom. Old Jordan Roll. Songs like that telling us where to meet, where to go. Mm-hmm. When I grew up, there were elders in the community because people lived in the community, and you checked on the elders in the community. If you were going to the store, your mama would say, stop by Miss So-and-So and see if she needs anything from the store. And don't you take a dime from her. If she wants to pay you for going, don't you take a dime. From her. 
she's on a she's on a budget. Mm-hmm. And you did. And you would say, Oh no, no, no. As badly as you wanted to buy some potato chips or pretzels or candy with that money, you didn't do it. We quit doing that. We quit honoring who we are. If only we knew. If only we knew there is there isn't anything that you are looking at in this room, including this telephone that we're talking to each other on, because what's in this telephone that allows me to hear you and you to hear me, the tatness to a black man as the filament and the light that allows the light to come on. That's right. It's to a black man. Now, we have to know these things, but there are places now that we didn't have when we were growing up. You want to take your kids on a vacation, take them Take them to Washington, D.C. Take them to the Black Museum. Take them to the Smithsonian. Take them to Baltimore and look at the Black Wax Museum. Take them to places where they can learn about themselves. Buy them things to educate because we have that now. But if a man has its way, we're going to lose a lot of things. And we we've already lost a lot. We've always lost, you know. We, I, I was um, uh, reading a paper here in Philly um, that one of the music icons had bought one of the major black theaters uh, that no longer exists. And I just started looking at black theaters. You know, uh, Howard University uh, has a Howard Theater not too far from it, and it's you know been recently opened within the last six years, redone after falling into decline and I'm like wow uh, you know you read about the glory days when, when black stars and whatnot used to start out there and then they left there and then they went into disrepair and now that they have come back into uh, circulation whether it be the Apollo being redone or whatnot we don't own that we don't have that anymore it's owned by somebody else why did that happen tell our audience why you know if people were walking to kentucky avenue to you know club harlem and that was the big thing don't you think we should have kept something like that up but you see we've always believed and i'm at an age tomorrow is my birthday I'm at an age now. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm at an age now where I have to say it like it is. Now, a lot of folks would say, Miss Bev, you've been doing that all along. And that is true. But it is even more important now that the truth be told and everyone hear it. The truth of the matter is that a great deal of the position that we are in in our community is our fault. The white man has never changed. He may have danced around, add some color to, took some color away from programs that gave money, programs that opened up in our community and transformed storefronts into reading libraries and the like. In the 60s and the 70s and the early 80s, gone. Those are our taxpayers' dollars. But who speaks up for us and who do we listen to? And who, if we don't even talk to our neighbors. Yes. <laughs> so we yeah. must take responsibility for who we are. The narrative has to change 
where we control that narrative rather than conforming to another narrative that really isn't us, right? It really isn't. Well, I believe that we've been charged by God to be the last shall be the first. That as we started out in the garden, because the garden is in Africa, and, and we're just telling it like it is, people can do the research. And we know, I'm so fascinated by this woman's cells still being alive because you know, Jesus, the Lord made Eve. He formed her. Mm-hmm. And if he put those cells in there, what must she know? So it's up to the women, because we have those cells and that DNA in us, it's up to us to come together. That means we have changed our ways. Running around here arguing over men and carrying on and going on television. Do you remember? Do you remember if you were a kid and you told your mama's business? Well, first of all, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a while. <laughs> you wouldn't be well. Come on yeah. now. You would never see the outside to play. And you couldn't have any company. And that's the way that was. And that was once upon a time when we were colored. Listen, we had values and we had pride. We had charm schools in our community. Charm schools where we learned how to walk and how to talk and how to stand upright and be proud. And a lot of the people who taught those were people from the community who worked in the white community and watched what they did. And so I have to look at our responsibility. We have to change also the narrative of uh, being able to teach our own black history. I was reading about Miss, uh, well, actually Dr. Shirley Jackson, who uh, went to MIT, and she's responsible for the touch-tone phone, caller ID, fiber optic cable. I bet you most people wouldn't even know that. Well, they don't. They don't. They don't. But you see, but you don't have the people out there like you used to. That's our fault. The Jewish person learns their history. And children, after they go to school in their community, they go to temple. They mm-hmm. go to school to learn who they are as a people. We need mm-hmm. to understand who we are as a people. We we need to understand our strength. Look at our strength. Look at what we've survived. They killed us to bring us over here. Mm-hmm. They worked us to death. They legislated against us. They put us in jail. Mm-hmm. They killed us and hung us and chopped us up and raped our women in front of us and divided our children by color. And still, we rise. So what we have to do is we have to come back, first of all, to talking to each other. You can, it's like, you can listen and not hear. You ever have that happening where somebody's Mm -hmm. talking? I hope I'm not doing that to your audience tonight. Where somebody's talking and they're just talking, talking, talking. You don't hear a word they're saying. You're listening. but My you don't hear. Do. We we hear. And, and and I'm glad you're talking about this because, you know, 
you just mentioned, you know, the crowd and what happened in January. Well, those closed circuit television security was created by a black woman named Marie Van Britten Brown. She was a nurse. She invented that, the first home security system and security systems that uh, most likely can help in catching people who were responsible for what happened in January. But this isn't taught in schools, and this is a black woman. See, okay, so when we have to say to... We have to say to those stations that are not, you must understand, fully owned by Africans in America. Now, you don't have that anymore. But you have the ability as consumers. Years ago, when I was doing a lot of freelancing, one of the companies that hired me for the Congressional Black Caucus Conference was Kraft Foods. I, I, I just learned so much from Kraft Foods, from going around and representing them and talking to African Americans. And one of the things that I learned is that if you do not sit and talk with your children and, and, and your, your, your neighbor, do you know that we have children who have not talked to their sisters and brothers? True. In years, over something stupid. What what, what are you gonna say to God about that? What, what are you gonna, well, you know, like uh, like uh, they I rolled mean, their eyes at me when we were seven or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, people do you know carry because of pride a lot of lot of grudges and it just makes no sense. Well, first of all, we have to realize that we have no time. We don't. We really the don't. Sign, the signs are there. As Dick Gregory, the late Dick Gregory, who was so special to my heart, as Dick Gregory used to tell me all the time, baby girl, he used to say, they got a plan. They're not going into outer space just to go there. They know that this planet is dying. Our planet is dying. It, 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 it's predicted. There's not an inch of this planet that isn't in trouble. Not the water, not the air, not the plants, not the species of birds and flies and bees, not human beings. Well, part of the problem is that the people, and I'm generalizing, so if you're a minister and you're not doing this, then you don't need to worry. But a lot of us have failed in our churches because when I was in the movement, nationally, we met in churches. Right. That's where, that's where we met. That's where we were trained, in churches, in the back of the M and YWCA in our community. Sometimes the principal, if it was black, and our community would let us meet in the downstairs of the school. Why and aren't we tying up to each other? Why aren't, why, aren't, why aren't we doing it on a regular basis? Well, because I, I, sometimes I think everyone is waiting to start. I have to share a story. Um, on Wednesdays, I've joined a prayer line on... Uh, 
just like you're doing now. And it's for the church that has a minister by the name of Reverend Joe Williams, who was one of the Dixie Hummingbirds, the second group of sons of the Dixie Hummingbirds. And he was an activist and is still in Philadelphia and a very good friend of mine. And he gave my number to a young man, a man, well, he's going to be 82 years old. I told him he's still young. And I never talked to him before. And I would have said, how did you get the number? What did you want? And so forth. I started talking to him. We talked for half an hour. We laughed. We joked. People, Africans in America, we used to laugh a lot. Do you do you see us laughing? No. I'm not talking about what you see when you they take the camera and they you know, sweep it over the audience and you see us just patting our hands because I'm talking about falling out laughing. Like no. we used to do. Do you see no. us laughing? Mm mm. No, I don't. Not no. a genuine hearty laugh, no. No, no music that makes you feel good. In the in the seventies and the eighties and in the nineties, you could roll through communities that were predominantly black, and you could hear music everywhere. There was music everywhere, especially in the summertime. Music, and what was on was the music of the sixties and the seventies, not so much the music of the nineties. They were playing Marvin Gaye and James Brown. And the Isley Brothers. And they were playing Funkadelics. And they were playing rap when rap first started. And they were really getting involved. I would love to hear music coming out of our communities. As we sat on the porch and waved to our neighbors across the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun, and fun that's needed, especially now with what we're going through with so much isolation. But it doesn't have to be isolation because we have more now than we've ever had before. The question is, are we willing to make the commitment? Okay, Aunt Susie lives by herself. And Aunt Susie lives on the third floor. I wonder if Aunt Susie has any water or any bread or any eggs or any milk. Let me, extending oneself, go over to Aunt Susie's, do unto others, and see what she needs as you would they do unto you. Simple. Simple. Watch us grow. Watch us grow. Watch us become even stronger than we are now. Look at us. We're brilliant. We have we have a black woman cell still living. This is blowing my mind. She's dead in form and body, but her cell lives on and is pumping out information. They're using it now to study about the COVID virus. A black woman. Wonder what's in that cell. Wonder what's in your cell, black woman. Wonder what's in your cell. 
wonder what you're pumping out that could save your children and make your community better. Go to Google and ask Google, what are some of the inventions that black people made that are still being used today? It'll blow your mind, won't it, Sabrina? It won't. People have forgotten about Louis Latimer and uh, and many many others. You know, we, you know, even really obvious ones. <laughs> but see, we don't know, and, and, and no one is telling us. In the seventies, McDonald's put out a series of comic books. You can't even find them now, but they put them in their stores, and they were about black inventions. And they were black inventions in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And like the corn husk, we invented that. And, mm-hmm. and of also course, the, the IBM computer by Otis Boykin. The refrigerator, mm-hmm. the cooling unit. I mean, it goes on and on. The, the guitar, we were involved with that. Uh, it's just, it's just interesting that we don't tell our stories which is different than when I grew up because you you knew about everyone that was on your street who went to school, who got married, who got into trouble and had to go away. That's the way we used to say it then. Mm-hmm. Now, family day is one of the biggest days at prison. That's unforgivable. It is. That's unforgivable. We have lost many of our icons. John Lewis went home, as well as Lowry and C.T. Vivian. It's just like boom, boom, boom. You know, we've lost a lot of people in the struggle. We just lost Vernon Jordan yesterday. And uh, it's time to reflect because they grew up in a time uh, like you. Um, and, wow, do you see us outside of... Maybe Stacey Abrams with new leadership like that. People who are willing to go to jail, um, put their lives on the line to advance. But they can't stop because it's not over. See, what happens is we vote and, and we get Obama in office and we think, okay, we got a black president now. Hey, cool. And we're all excited, but we don't understand the work that's being done because the worker bees are the one. The queen just sits there. The worker bees are the ones that get the honey made. The worker bees. Mm -hmm. And so we have to ask, where are the worker bees? Because we ought to know what's going down. We ought to have people who go to city council meetings. We used to. We ought to have people who go to school board meetings. We used to. Right. We ought to have people who go down to legislators' offices. We used to. And then we'd give reports. Churches gave reports. Churches were like the newspapers. You get it. And then there were the newspapers, like the Pittsburgh Courier, decorated Black newspaper through an award, Jet Magazine. Where are they now? Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me all these basketball players and all these football players with money can't put together and put on an, a, a network where people can have 
decent conversations, learn about each other, talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. and have advertisers. Because if they don't come, we don't buy. It's sure. just that simple. It's just that simple. But are we committed to do that? I, I don't know, Sabrina. Well, we ever I taught the majority of us how important it is that we control our own narrative before somebody else does. It is the history of who we are as a people. We have we have talked until we're blue in the face. We we've written letters and proposed bills. I mean, it was a black man who convinced. Richard Nixon to sign the Affirmative Action Bill. Mm-hmm. And white folks got upset and still are, even though they tried to use it by fronting a black man in the business, paying him. And they get a hold of that government money. It's unbelievable. Evil. So we have to begin right now to make up our minds. Do we want to survive and do we want to be what God wants us to be? We have to decide that. Right. And once we decide that, then we have to do something about it. And you don't have to get in a paper with it. If you know about five or six girlfriends, if you know some guys who are always hanging out with you and your girlfriend, get on the telephone, get a conference line, and start talking. Start talking to each other. They're talking about what can be done. It can be done. It can be done. And we have a stake in this country, every inch of it. We shouldn't be so easily to let it go. What about the quality of what is being printed? I got a hold of an old jet magazine, and I got to see... Stuff on technology, stuff on medicine, things on electrical engineering, people who are graduating at the top of their class. I got to see so much of a variety in a small uh, magazine. Uh, It gave a good overview of different things going on, uh, black builders and, and, uh, you know, tailors and just, it was great. But you don't see that variety in one publication like a Jet or an Ebony anymore. Or or in um, newspapers that uh, used to be in communities like in New York, newspapers mm-hmm. in New York, newspapers in Chicago that were black, the Defender, a lot, lots of things. But the question is, we quit buying them. See, it, it, it always comes back to what have you done for you lately? Well, you got your hair done, your nails done, blah, 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 blah. Okay, what have you done for your children lately, your community lately? Where's your responsibility? And what happens is we go to the polls, we vote, and then we go home. Get your behind up. It ain't over. It has only begun. Mm 